0: Hello, my name is James Pikeway, and you are listening to the Nightline Podcast. From cars to health to fitness to music, we have something for everyone. You have a comment, question, or query about the program? Email me, nightline at dubaii1038.ae. And if you're looking for more content from Dubai Dubai dubaii1038.com forward slash podcasts. Enjoy the show. What have you tuned into? It is time to get ready to sort out all of your automotive woes. It's the car clinic. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center, as he does every week at this time. Still got the uniform on. Yeah, long day. (laughs) Long days now. (laughs) So um, we, every week, talk to people about it's getting warm. Yep. Make sure you're doing the necessary service to your vehicle. Make sure you're checking all of the necessary things. Uh, do I listen to any of our advice? <laughs> <laughs> Usually. <laughs> so this morning, so the the message here. Let's go to the back and be, and then I'll tell the story. But the backside yeah. is, if you are noticing any sign of your battery possibly <laughs> getting on its way out, so that would be it's a li- the the cold start isn't you know cranking over right away really quick. It's a little bit of and then it goes in. It's like and then starts. If it's doing that, but it's starting and you think, oh, it's kind of weird, that's because your battery's dying and it will fail you when you really need it. So now <laughs> let's tell my story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we say this every week, right? We say it with AC. We say it with hoses. Always about time. Yeah. So this morning- happens to be Creative Mornings. If you've never heard of Creative Mornings, I'm going to give myself a little plug, creativemornings.com or Google Creative Mornings Dubai and you will see that for the last three years, there has been, and it continues, there's a monthly lecture series that we put on here in the city where we've got a speaker. It happens at 8.30 in the morning. It's done at 9.30. It doesn't cost you anything. We're not trying to get anything from you either. You we get just a want free breakfast. You get well. a free breakfast. We just want you to come and enjoy yeah. and and have a chat with folks. And that's what it's all about. We want nothing from you at all. Anyway, uh, so I leave the house at about quarter to seven. I happen to rock up to pick up the photographer, happen to have turned off the old Jeep. Go to turn on the Jeep at 7:30 a.m. Need to be there at about 7:45. Nothing. It's not even a little. It's a click, 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 click. Blood pressure starts to rise. I'm, you know, I'm wearing my finery so that I look great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. fortunately, I do have booster cables, jumper cables, whatever you want to call them, in my vehicle. I know how to use them. Managed to find someone who had a car that wouldn't mind pulling up beside mine. We did get it started, at which point I sent you a message saying, hey, Glenn, by chance, do you have any of these types of batteries? And I sent you a picture, actually, <laughs> right, yeah. of the, 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 the yeah, label on it. The vital so, statistics. Yeah, do you, by chance, have any of these lying around? Because after... I finished this event, I will get another boost if I need it, and I'll, and I'll come by your garage. And you said, absolutely, we have one. And then when I got out to my car, you'd actually fitted the battery for me. Yeah, I really appreciate that, by the way. That was good. It was
1: um, the valet wouldn't let me have the key to check it. <laughs> but, and there was, a few, there was a few tourists waiting for an excursion or something. They're wondering what's happening here. Yeah, uh, But, yeah, that's why there's so many of these mobile battery companies. I I I think I could probably name six just from the top of my head yeah that that we've got just in Dubai that serve our area and, and it is because batteries failing is a common mm-hmm. issue especially with the heat that we get I uh, I typically get 2 years out of a battery mm. and and I think the one that was
0: that went was probably about that I think it was 25 months it yeah. was you know and yeah. but I've never had a battery die so fast like it went mm. from car started to nothing, yep. In the span of fifteen
1: minutes, just because it knew you were in a rush. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. We say it all the time. We give these sort of scenarios out, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and they're, they're sort of storybook almost. Like yeah. you couldn't, you know, you couldn't really make them up. No, but they just goes to show.
0: And you know what? I kept smiling throughout the whole thing. I knew I had the cables as soon, long as it started. I didn't yeah. care. It, you know, someone said, "Well, are you worried how you're going to get the battery fixed?" The guy beside me, or how are you going to get that sorted? And I said, "You know what?" I'll get that sorted after this event. Let's I just, just need get to get this g- out of the way. And all I kept thinking is, I could leave the car running at the event <laughs> for <a> two hours. <laughs> I was thinking about that. It did go through the mind. I thought, well, that's environmental. It was in the shade. Yeah. Which I had an issue parking, it's, and yeah. so the other side was. Then you can go underground and park, right? Yep. And I'm going, yeah. If I go underground and park, and I can not then I got to get someone to come. And, oh, it's a nightmare. All yeah. you can you can just. So I parked it even backwards, which I never do, so I could push it out. <laughs> <laughs> if I needed to. <laughs> I had it all planned. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That was good. It yeah, was a nice little spot. Yeah, good but, morning trip out for me. So the oh, well, thank you very much. Again. So the 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 whole issue is make sure you're checking these vehicles. Make sure you're checking stuff. And it's getting warm. And uh, you you might have, would have taken note as my wife said today. You know it got up into the forties, and I still didn't mm-hmm. put the windows on the jeep. So just, she said, "Are you planning to do that soon?" I was like, "Yeah, maybe this weekend." <laughs> yeah, trying to make it to June. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> got, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, what what else is
1: coming into your shop these days? It's overheating time yeah. mm. uh, everybody's having issues with it and we've had a couple of people today they came in thinking they just had ac problems uh, ac not working uh, yeah. but that was just a symptom of the fact that the engine was overheating oh man uh, and it'd been shut down as a bit of a protection which, which
0: is an important thing to note that sometimes when your AC stops, it's because it draws on the engine, yeah. and all the mechanism just really
1: turns it off. So it can, can be one of the first signs if you notice, you know, if you notice a, a almost an instant switch off of the AC, and then perhaps you drive home, and yeah. then the next morning it starts and the AC is working again. It might be worth thinking well, perhaps the engine was overheating, yeah. maybe the coolant levels a little bit low. So. Yeah, give it a look. Hey, we got Raúl joining us on the line.
0: He's got a Jeep vibration issue. Let's get let's get the cool. Vader up here. Raúl, welcome to the program. Good evening.
2: Oh, good evening, James. Uh, good evening, Glenn. Evening. How are you guys. Uh,
0: share share your story with us. And and before we get going, there, uh, what kind of Jeep are you driving?
2: Oh, I drive a Jeep Patriot. It's a 2010. Thirty oh, first of December. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's an old one. I've been taking good care of her she's been done already 200 220,000 kilometers already lovely but she's she's still pretty strong and i'm i'm in love with her <laughs> and uh, i i've taken care of almost everything just one thing that i cannot I, I even took it to the agency and checked they told me that it's the mounts i changed the mounts but whenever i put it in drive you can otherwise it's perfectly fine but whenever i put it in drive and i press the brake the engine tends to vibrate a bit Mm. You know the, the the whole body of the car yeah. tends to vibrate. Yeah. So I don't understand because all the four mounts are new, the suspension has changed, the claddings have changed, but this problem, whenever I hit the brake at the traffic signal, it vibrates. Mm. Other than that, nothing.
1: Okay, so it's it's why you're you're held basically you're holding the brake and the and the transmission's in drive.
2: Exactly,
1: and it's it's causing a, a vibration through the vehicle. Yes,
2: it's causing a vibration.
1: Yeah, so you, you've obviously started with the with the right things. I'm, I'm assuming the engine mountains were damaged for them to be changed, uh, unless you just did them as a matter of um, elimination. Basically, uh, it, yes. it, it it is something that you see. A lot of cars will start to vibrate. There are other mountains. Obviously, there's mountains for the transmission. Yeah, that's what there's I was thinking right away. Mountains on the differential. So these are all things that were worth checking. Uh, because the whole uh-huh. assembly, the engine and the transmission, they're all effectively in the differential. They're bolted together. So there's connections with drive shafts, propeller shafts, etc. But effectively, they are all one unit and they will all move together. So think about the mountings for those other components as well. And then uh-huh.
2: you. Sorry to interrupt. Is it is it so that if the engine drives around 200,000 kilometers, the gearbox wears off too much and then it might give a
1: vibration or something like that? Of course, you'll always have wear inside the, the transmission, just like an engine. It, it's yeah. full of moving parts and they will wear. Uh, exactly. clutches and everything else in the transmission will start to wear potentially, so it, it may be that it's just not as smooth. The clutches are under a lot of load. Uh, so they're CVT taking load.
2: So I'm not sure it has a clutch or not. CVT. Yeah, it's a continuous well, okay. variable transmission. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so,
1: well, even still, you're putting load through the engine there because the, the yes. transmission's trying to move the vehicle. It uh, uh-huh. can't because you're holding the brake and it will command an extra bit of it. will just keep commanding more and more power from the engine. And as the, as the idle speed starts to drop down, the engine will start to labor even more. So yes. it should be controlled electronically to prevent that happening. But as things wear, they don't yeah. come. They don't become. They're not as efficient anymore. But I, I would look at the other mountings along yeah. the yeah. transmission and drivetrain before we start looking any any yeah. further with the transmission.
2: Okay, I will. I will definitely check that. Thanks yeah. a lot, right. Right. Hey, do
1: let us know how right. you make
0: out with that as well, Rule. Sorry. Let us know how that uh, this all sorts out if uh, yeah, they sure. found I'll another I'll, mounting I'll that they. I'm a a text on the cool. app. Hey, great. Have a great, great. one. Thank oh, you. There you go. Use the app. There we go. A proud <laughs> user of the app. Hey, I, I use it. I use it. There. I use it Super. Hey, have a great night. All thanks right, for man. calling. Bye.
2: All right. Thanks. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank
0: you. Thank you. There yeah. we go. I mean, as we all saying, this is a big one, and I've hmm. ex- actually experienced this in my own vehicles, where I've had engine mounts changed and things, and then there's a little bit of vibration, and the vibration's coming from a transmission mount. Yeah. And yeah. And again, there's other sort of mounts
1: that you never even think about, and if one of those just... Gets, you know. Yeah, Every, everything is ultimately bolted to the engine, yeah. sort of directly in the case of a transmission, and then indirectly in the case of a differential. But you have got everything on the drive line yeah. connected. So if any of those mounts are affected then you could have a vibration. Hmm. Glenn joining us. My name's James Pikeaway. We're talking about your
0: vehicles. You got an issue with your car? Could be it's making a weird sound, odd-colored smoke coming out of it, overheating, AC's not working, windows won't go. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. You got some issues you want to bounce off the mechanic. Glenn, who's sitting in front of me, Time to get involved in the program. The program you're listening to is the Car Clinic. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. We're talking about your vehicles. And uh, we got a whole bunch of texts coming through. And we've got uh, a question about a Jaguar XLG lined up on Line 5. So let me just get that all going here. And all right. Let's talk Jaguars. Good evening. Welcome to the program. Uh, good evening. Thank you. <laughs> So Uh, you've got some issues with your Jag. That's right. Fill us in. Uh, Let us know how we can help you.
2: uh, Well, uh, I have had this car for nearly seven months now. Uh, It's a 2015 model XLJ. Okay. And I noticed that uh, I'm getting this kind of not-so-pleasant smell coming from the AC at times. Hmm. Uh, Well, I had it checked by the agency, they said it was okay, there was nothing much wrong with it, but it comes on and off, not all the time.
1: Okay, what kind of smell, what what kind of smell would you, how would you describe it? Is it like cheese or moldy or?
2: It's a musty, moldy smell.
1: Okay, well, the way the AC works, it it does collect a lot of condensation behind the Uh dashboard uh one of the components that sits behind there the 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 part that actually allows the air to get cold Mm -hmm. called the evaporator and that that collects condensation on it you'll see sometimes water dripping out underneath the car if the engine's running and the ac is on Uh, that's just condensation from the evaporator now what can happen is because we're in a dusty environment the dust collects in there and then it holds on to that moisture and when you switch the engine off and the ac switches off obviously It's going to be 40 or 45 degrees outside, maybe 50 degrees outside, and then that moist environment becomes warm, and it's a perfect breeding ground for bacteria. So the first thing to say is if it's a sort of musty, mouldy smell, it's most likely bacteria. It is nothing to be overly alarmed about. Don't worry about driving the car, but definitely get it sorted. Now, it may be that it's something that can be done without dismantling anything. So you can get the... Um, the long uh, tubes that will go on the end of an aerosol, which will be an antibacterial cleaner and that can then get directly in there and and give it a good clean and you may not have any further issues with it. You'll also want to invest in a uh, pollen filter or a cabin air filter for the AC. Try to get one that's charcoal infused, that will help and then if you can't get rid of the smell, after doing all of that then unfortunately you're going to have to dismantle things and get them and properly clean it out because it's oh, just it's getting okay. into all the components there that, that you have to get in really really well and do a good clean oh. to get rid of the smell fully but normally with this with the cleaning spray and changing the filter you're, you're normally okay with that.
0: Now is this something that you uh, would have to head back to the agency for I
1: mean it's still on okay, warranty okay. I would suspect. If you still have warranty then definitely, and if the agency aren't willing to help you out on it, as we've said before on on the show, contact yeah. Jaguar Middle East, Jaguar Land Rover Middle East. Explain the situation to them. Uh, mm-hmm. it, ultimately, it's a health issue, yeah. and, and it may not be the, and, and it most likely isn't anything to do with the car not operating properly. It's just a, a, a you know, the, the fact of the environment we live in is quite humid, and of course, yeah. it's such a well-sealed cabin. It's a very well-made car that oh. there's not any, you know, when the air conditioning is on recirculation, which it probably is, uh, oh. there's nowhere for any fresh air to get in once that engine's switched off so so the bacteria will grow. So contacting Jaguar Middle East if you don't get anything from the agency, but I'm sure if you sit down with somebody explain the situation, they'll be able to help you out. Ah, oh, that, that's wonderful
2: to know. But uh, tell me why does it happen only with certain cars and not with others? i had a lexus before i had it for three years and i never had a problem
1: yeah you might have you might have another jaguar xjl side by side that doesn't have the issue it it is all a matter of circumstance uh it it could be that for instance you've Uh you've gone through a particularly bad sandstorm maybe a filter's Uh failed in the past where a lot of dust is getting into the cabin. Um, we see it sometimes where people have dogs in their cars and the dog hairs get oh. into the AC system and, and that then traps all the moisture in there and, and it's impossible for it to escape. So once there's something or anything in the evaporator housing that holds the moisture in, that's when you have a problem. So it's nothing really to do with the, the car, the brand or the make of car, but it it's all to do with the environment that we're in.
2: And this car has run hardly 8,000 kilometers. Yeah. And
1: this problem started maybe around uh, 2000. So, yeah, okay. You know. yeah. Um, well, I would definitely stand your yeah. ground. Try and get. Yeah. Try, just try and explain yeah. it to them. Uh, if you have any problems, yeah. Yeah. as I say, contact the brand yeah. directly. Yeah. Exactly. Good I luck. will
0: do that. Do let us know how you Thank make you. out with this one.
2: Thank
3: you,
0: Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thanks a lot.
2: Goodbye.
0: Well, let's
1: let's hope she gets that sorted out. Yeah, I mean that's that, it sounds like a lot of bad luck. Actually, it happens on low mileage cars more than any others, and that's just down to the fact that the AC isn't on for that long. So, yeah. getting really cold in there will sort of delay the mm. growth of the bacteria. And if mm. you're doing two, three hours with the engine running a day, then it sort of it stunts that growth. Mm. If if you if you like so, short trips play into the hands of it really. Mm. There we go. Hey, we got uh, Watchtech has come
0: through. Uh, proud owner of a Nissan Xterra. I wonder, if, if old one or new one? But you know, the thing about the Xterra, I love it because from 18 years ago to today, they pretty much look the same. Pretty much the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's just one great-looking vehicle. Yep. So. When you've done it right, don't change it. Yeah. I just want and, and and just wants to share with the community that uh, purchased uh, some BF Goodrich KO2s all-terrain tires. Got rid of the uh, Yokohamas. They expired. They were you know three years ago. Been using these. Loves them so much. So there we go.
1: Good to know. Yeah, found some good tires. Yeah. Anyone with an
0: terror Yeah. Got to keep that in mind. Yep. I've uh, got another one here. Can you please repeat
1: what you said about the AC not working and then next morning it works again? Could be what? Okay. So to take that on face value, the AC working and then stopping and then again working in the morning that could be a lot of things we Mm. actually mentioned it in that it could be a symptom of the engine overheating so if the engine overheats it can and invariably will especially on more modern cars switch the AC system off to protect the engine and uh, give less load on the engine and also allow it to cool better but if you then go out to it in the morning obviously engine isn't overheating when you first start it so the AC might start to work again so that could be a symptom that the engine is overheating. So the first thing to do is check the coolant level, obviously, on a cold engine. And uh, if you check it and it's okay, that's great. Drive it and see how the AC goes. Maybe get it checked by the workshop that you go hmm. to. If it's low, top it up with water. Or if you have the correct coolant in the back, use that. Yeah. And then take it in and see if you have any leaks. Uh, but, yeah, it could be a symptom of the engine overheating, so that's mm-hmm. why we mentioned it. Yeah, so who knows?
0: Uh, there's so, The problem with air conditioning units is there are so many things, just like a home AC, but in a vehicle, so many things that can go wrong, places where the leaks can happen, and, and silly little things like the, yeah. the fill valves. They, they're like you know uh,
1: Schrader, uh, yeah, Schrader, right. Schrader, valves, Schrader yeah. valves that they go after a while. That's There's right. a little rubber piece on it, yeah. a no-ring. Well, you think about the ho- home AC, it's static. It doesn't have to move. Yeah. They have service ports on there, but the service ports are invariably inside the house, or yeah. if they're not, they're not getting as hot as it is in an engine bay, so the rubber seals aren't as stressed as they are in a car. On a car, the whole system has to move. Every time the engine is operated to accelerate or decelerate, the whole thing moves, so there's a lot of rubber components Mm. to allow the flexibility, and this this is where we get the failures from. There we go. If you've got questions for
0: Glenn, by all means, fire them through to us. Get in touch with us. This is the Car Clinic. Glenn Power joining us from GT Auto Center. We're fixing cars on the air. This is the car clinic, Glenn, joining us from GT Auto Center. He's the mechanic. You've got some issues with your vehicle. You want to bounce some questions off them. You're a little confused what's going on with your invoice. Glenn can help sort that out. That's what he does. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, here's a great question. I don't know if we got to this one last week. Can I get larger brakes installed on my Corolla for better stopping?
1: Yes and no. Okay. You can. Uh, it, it, it really depends. I'm wondering why the why the crawl is not stopping. Those are pretty. <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> what are you doing in it? Yeah. Maybe I mean maybe it's just carrying a lot of weight, but who knows? It, it depends what you mean by larger. So you can go for a bigger diameter brake disc, hmm. which then means you need bigger pads, which then means you need bigger calipers. Yeah. Uh, it, that also needs to fit behind a wheel. Right. So uh, you need bigger wheels. And then. Oh, that sounded. This sounds starting to sound expensive. So it can start to sound expensive. You then need to. D- different brake lines, uh, it, it can become an expensive exercise. It is possible that anything can be done, and yeah. particularly on performance vehicles, you always change brakes. Uh, you know, if, if we get a, a restoration in, we've got a classic car in that... that We're talking a Corolla here. Yeah, yeah. A classic Corolla? If you get a restoration <laughs> in the car, you go from drum brakes to disc yeah, brakes. Okay. So anything's possible. Uh, so on the Corolla, to change to a slightly bigger would be possible. You just need to... Bear in mind all the, and then, and then, and, and then, then, and then, then yeah. yeah,
0: okay. So, possibly the brakes just need to be, you know, new pads. Yeah, if you've got an issue with the stopping and you're not happy with it, then yeah. maybe get that checked first. Yeah. That sounds like a, maybe they just need to be rebled. The brakes. <laughs> There's all sorts of things. Okay, yeah. uh, is it common to
1: change a water pump with an engine fan? The workshop says it is. Yeah, so sometimes mm. on some of the uh, bigger engines, you will get a mechanical fan that's driven by the rotation of the engine and that tends to be bolted to the water pump the water ah, pumps in the center yeah. of the engine so the fan goes onto it so you'll get the fan onto the pump and what can happen is the coupling can break for the fan which will then stress the pump and break the pump or the other way around so changing the fan with the pump is quite typical okay. if that's the kind of setup you have if you've got an electronic fan yeah. There's not really a correlation between it, but I'm assuming this is is a a mechanical fan that's that's driven by the water pump. I think every time I've had a mechanical fan issue, I've had a couple,
0: (laughs) and I have not opted to change the water pump Hmm. because I'm going, well, the water pump's working fine. If it's
1: working and not leaking, that's fine.
0: But inevitably, after they put on the new fan, give it a month. I got a water pump, water pump issue, and then they're pulling the whole thing off again, and I'm
1: paying again. For... Yeah, and actually, one thing to bear in mind here is just the actual procedure of removing the fan to then get in and do the water pump is quite stressful on the water pump. Yeah. So you you can then you've got to then do the fan back up. It, it just becomes a if it's open and out. And it's not that expensive. It makes sense to do it yeah. while you can. Do it all at one time. So. Yep. Okay. There
0: you go. So you are being led in the correct direction. Yes, it would hope seem the, so. Hope the invoice isn't killing you. Uh, how do I know if my fuel injectors are dirty? Now, this has got to be typically you get the folks at any petrol station want to sell you some fuel injector cleaner.
1: Uh, good question. How do you know if they're dirty to start with? Just a point here. Maybe we could all try this. I was filling up the other morning and was offered the injector cleaner so i just picked the can up out of interest and it said on the can bear in mind this was on a shelf in a forecourt store in a cool dry place there you go so so, uh (laughs) that's all i'm going to say on that now the the only way to know your injectors are dirty is to physically look at them you you can get symptoms of it so you might have a bit of a a rough idle so the engine wouldn't necessarily be idling it smoothly you'd feel a vibration through the car you might even have a misfire you could even have raw fuel going into the engine because it's dirty and stuck open so Mm. okay
0: we've got jamal joining us on line five he is on the road so we might have some sound of wind because probably he's like me he's got no windows in his jeep (laughs) uh, jamal good evening welcome to the program hi
3: man how
0: are you hey we're doing awesome how about yourself
3: I'm doing great, but not so great. So Uh-oh. I've got two questions.
0: Okay, far away. Uh, uh, so I've got
3: a 2010 Range Rover Vogue, okay. and uh, since this morning it's been missing a lot, and now I'm getting uh, message right now as we are speaking that uh, engine reduced, engine is running on reduced performance. Yeah. So I guess that's uh, uh, missing uh, some some sort of. Uh, uh, I don't know, the electric in-
1: Yeah, Yeah, like, sounds like you've yeah. got an engine misfire.
3: Misfire, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, so my question is, if I just keep, keep it running till the weekend, uh, can I, like, will it impact on the engine, or do I have to just stop my car and uh, just get a mechanic straight away?
1: Yeah, I would say definitely get it checked straight away. Uh, a misfiring engine typically runs hotter than a normal engine under under no issue so we definitely don't want any extra temperature now the temperatures going crazy outside again but also you've got to think about the damage you could do to the rest of the engine catalytic converter uh, not just the catalytic converter but the oil Any any incomplete combustion can allow raw petrol and and carbon into the oil which is then not going to lubricate the mechanical parts of the engine properly so you could do long-term damage so I would say definitely get it checked as soon as possible
3: Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank, thank you very much. And just uh, a question, not unrelated, but it's related as well. Why we don't have in Dubai? Why we don't have uh, auto mechanics which are affordable? <laughs>
0: wow! wow. Yeah, I, I mean, you know what? I guess it depends where you go, and you know, okay. I, because I, I mean, I'm going to speak as as the person who uses a variety of different garages and workshops and i've i've been to workshops that have wonderful coffee machines and ultimately the the wonderful coffee machine workshop has a higher invoice rate than the place that doesn't have a wonderful coffee machine so i i, I you know there's there's a lot of good
1: quality service that isn't necessarily going to break the bank yeah the, i mean i i always try to be fair and it depends what you're judging the value on, and the cost can be high to repair any vehicle, especially the more modern ones. That that goes without saying, and it's painful to pay for anything. Uh, but it's it's like with anything else today. You know, Emirates Airlines. We're lucky we have the best airline in the world here, but I can get home without using them. But it's typically going to maybe even cost me less, but the experience wouldn't be the same and there's a lot of things to be said for quality and it's everything else that goes around the job and having it done by someone who understands why it's being done so in the situation we just mentioned when somebody changes the water pump uh... or changes the the mechanical fan that they actually report to you that you might need the water pump to be changed and that they they preempt things and they give you a a full breakdown of what's done and why it's done and, and what may happen in the future to prevent any further issues going down the line so Value for money is a term that I use, yeah. and I think there's a lot to be said for just making sure that you don't go based on the price. Quality is a bit more important, in hmm. my opinion.
0: Jamal, let us know how you make out with your uh, your misfiring vehicle. Love to know uh, what, what ends up happening there. Sure, sure. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot, Great, thanks. Have a great night, man. Thanks for calling. You. Let's hope he gets that sorted out. Mm. Yeah. Here's a great one that's come through from Ahmed. He's asking about uh, Mitsubishi Pajeros, and you know this is an interesting one because I, I mean I, I, and well you know do you get a lot of Mitsubishi's coming into your shop?
1: Not broken. No, only maintenance. Yeah, I mean this is a, this is an interesting thing. Depends, It's saying you
0: know, what do you, as a proper four by four vehicle, what are you planning to do with it? If yeah. you drive like me, <laughs> yeah. and I my my trips to the desert are not doom bashing. They're they're to go out picnicking and yeah, yeah I like to go in some soft sand and and that kind of stuff. I've been out with people in Pajeros. They're very capable. If you know how to drive a 4x4, it's a very capable vehicle. Very capable. Very affordable. Yep. Uh, is is it a Land Cruiser? No. Is it a Jeep Wrangler? No. <laughs> but it's also very comfortable, and it can indeed uh, work off-road. Are you, are you planning to... In fact, I actually saw a Pajero today that someone had put a big lift kit on yeah. and extended tires. So, you know what? I, I got to say one thing about the guys over at Mitsubishi very, very affordable entry-level vehicle. And
1: hey, the fully decked out one, still also very affordable. Yeah, again, back to the previous call, yeah, value for money. Yeah. The Pajero definitely ticks that box, and 100%.
0: The, the other box tick with the Pajero is the, a lot of the technology. I mean, they've got some great, great tech in it, but the core of that vehicle has been around, like yeah. we were talking with the Xterra, for 20 yeah. years. Yeah, You can get those things fixed anywhere. That's right, and and you know mechanics are very capable with them because that engine, that Mitsubishi engine, has been used not only in the Pajero but it's been used around in so many other vehicles. So one thing to
1: mention, as soon as it's getting to the summer, is the air conditionings are ice cold in those cars as well. Yeah, there you so. go. So, uh, so Ahmed, you know what? I I've I've got nothing bad to
0: say no. about Pajeros. Do it, do it, Look, the only thing you might say is, and as we've said with on on the other programs and and like the Xterra Pajero today Pajero 15 years ago not a big difference no nope. so if that's but some- there's a reason for that yeah so, so if that's the something that Porsche if that's something that matters to you then you're going to go on and go we're going to have but you know what if you're looking at value and you're
1: looking at a, a 4x4 that if you need to get off road you can uh, this might be a vehicle for you yeah if you put it next to a like a GX 460 Lexus mm. worlds apart right exactly comfort tech everything different but performance off-road yeah. you, you if you if you're not going crazy and you know how to drive off-road you'll have no issues mm. with that and, and i like it when you said you know for the most part maintenance but you don't see them
0: coming in with a lot of you not really know. no mm-hmm.
1: the, the the one caveat i would add to that is because they are so reliable people do tend to miss services on them yeah. so don't do run that forever and yeah. that don't don't Makes it worse yeah get them serviced yeah.
0: this is the car clinic by the way glenn joining us from gt auto center we're fixing cars on the air you got questions fire them through we got another stack of queries coming in Assam, yours is up next we're going to talk about a toyota corolla and it's got a uh, a squeaking sound we're going to sort you out get involved in the program if you have got something going on with your vehicle glenn is here from gt auto center he'll sort you out uh sri unfortunately we we do all of the car comparison stuff on monday night show on car talk so we're going to have to hold over your text for monday or if you're if you're really uh, looking at making this purchase this weekend get on uh, facebook or instagram or twitter to motoring me Underscore and uh, give the guys at Motoring Middle East a, a buzz and say, hey, guys, what do you think? They'll, they'll walk you through it. They're going to be in on Monday. We're going to put your question on to the show then because that's where we talk about choices of vehicles, but tonight, really, we talk about repairing them, and that's where we got with Assam. He says, I have a Toyota Corolla 2014 year model. Every time I hit a a speed bump, speed hump, as you want to call them, uh, I get this very squeaky sound. How do I fix it? By the way, the sound comes near
1: the front tire. Mm, So, it sounds like Again, we haven't got the car here, yeah, so it's... we have to take it on face value of the message, but it would appear that a squeaking noise is normally due to a rubber component on the suspension. Mm. So it could be that it's dry, it could be that it's starting to shrink and then it's giving excess movement, so that could be what's causing the squeak. Uh, the first thing to do is is get it in there and, and get it checked, because if it is... I'm wondering how fast you're going over the speed bumps. <laughs> if you're going too <laughs> fast, you probably... Here. I imagine what? it's going quite slow to hear its squeak, yeah. it squeak, but... It, if if you oh he's that guy he's <laughs> <is> that guy <laughs> yeah if yeah if you if you uh, if you have got a problem with suspension uh, bushes then mm-hmm. you could start to see uh, tyre wear mm-hmm. and we need to protect our tyres they're not cheap and they're key for safety so definitely get it checked as soon as possible and the key here like we've said before is take the service advisor you drive let him sit on the seat with you yeah or take the the uh, service manager, foreman, one of the mechanics, whoever it is you normally deal with there, and show them, them the noise. Yeah, yeah. and uh, take his or her advice on it, and leave it with them, and they'll they'll fix it because yeah. it's going to be very hard for them to fix because they might drive over the speed hump five kilometers an hour quicker than you would, or yeah. five kilometers an hour slower, and they might never hear it. Yeah. So definitely show them the noise, and then see what they can come up with.
0: From from the way it's described, does that sound like it's going to be an expensive uh, operation?
1: I wouldn't think so. Toyota Corolla, so they're they're typically uh, reasonable yeah. to to repair. So two thousand
0: fourteen, uh, that's about yeah. the right time to possibly have like, a. Yeah, photos. four
1: years, in all. yeah.
0: And, you know, it does say hitting a hump. It doesn't say crawling <laughs> over. So it's kind of like yeah. me. There must be. There. Hey, there's a speed yeah. pump coming. Yeah. Oh, okay, hold on. I got to go more speed yeah. before I hit that thing. Uh, well, I don't know. Let's go and show it to them and and see what they come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, another question that's come through, engine flush. When is it necessary and how is it done? Uh,
1: There's a know. few ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. There's the proper way of doing it, which <laughs> <The> is... <laughs> the proper way. Garden hose? Yeah. Crank it? jet yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <can't> wash, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. the proper way of doing it is is to open the top and the bottom of the engine and, and clean it with a, a brass brush and uh, then flush it out with oil, then put everything back together and, and change the oil and filter one more time. Some people use the... Chemicals that you can get, and that's fine if you're doing it regularly. Uh, it, it helps stay on top of carbon deposits, which are a problem here because of the environment, because of the fuel, it can be a problem. The other way of doing it is hooking it up to the machine, which fills the engine with uh, a similar chemical to what you put in the additive, and flushes it round under pressure for a set amount of time, and then that is drained out, and then you just go and change the oil and filters as, as you usually would. Uh, I I. Do use the oil flush, the chemical that you add to the oil before it's drained when it's a customer whose vehicle I know well, know it's been done regularly and know it's not going to cause any issues. If there are excessive carbon deposits in there or you've perhaps missed a service, it might not be a good idea to do that blindly. So mm. ask for advice before you go ahead with it. Here's mm. an interesting one. Can an AC on the car be
0: topped up like a home AC? I'm wondering if they're thinking I've got the person coming and doing a service. Yeah. i got the We Will Fix It guys <laughs> coming and doing a service. It's, uh, hey Colin, would you mind taking a look under the hood of uh, the old Pajero there and topping up the AC while you're at it? Well,
1: <laughs> as Colin will tell you, it's a different refrigerant <laughs> gas, so they, they couldn't do it. I'm sure Colin would mind uh, wouldn't mind getting under the hood.
0: I'm sure that he would uh, fashion some duct tape yeah. and he could make a connector. Well, he'll be on the show that's tomorrow, the, so we'll ask that's him. That's the next project.
1: <laughs> but no, it's a different refrigerant gas, okay. so you can't go like for like, but Top-ups are possible, but you do need to have someone that knows what they're doing. Uh, it's quite a skill to be able to read gauges, and you need some gauges to know what the pressures are on either well, that, side that's of the, the system. Part, part two to the question
0: is this, this person is saying that they've seen, um, I've, I've seen AC service stuff online, do it myself, thoughts.
1: Yeah. Definitely so. be very careful doing that. There are a lot of rules and regulations, not necessarily in our part of the world, but in the, in the rest of the world, which are there because it's a dangerous system uh it's not great for the environment the global warming potential of the 134a gas which is still the most widely used the new 1234 hasn't fully replaced that yet so it it isn't great for the environment if it's just tapped off into the atmosphere so you have to be very careful doing it it's it's not good for your skin it will give you frostbite if it's if it's ex if you're exposed to it for long enough and you get enough of it on there, so be very careful when doing it. And and I wouldn't advise doing it yourself. I, I would certainly get someone that's that knows what they're doing there to to do that for you. Uh, one last question has come through: emergency brake adjustment. How often is that done? I've been for many services and never seen it looked at. Okay, so emergency brake, uh, parking brake. I'm assuming we're looking at here. Yep. It's adjusted on a my mi- on a major service for us. It's adjusted on request. And it is tested on the RTA's test. So, if it fails or it isn't in spec, then it'll need to be adjusted to well, that's get it through true the test. Every
0: every time, if you're
1: here in the RTA, with the RTA, they pull it on on that yeah. roller thing that you're on. Check the balance. Check that it's actually working. Check the load that it's capable of holding. So that that is something that's tested every year so if you have a problem with it the rta will pull that up and then you'll have to go and get it repaired so they can retest it to a, a limit which allows them to pass the vehicle for you so yeah for us on an on a major service can't speak for everybody else don't know their particular routines but services that uh, i designed and the ones we use are major service to adjust that there we go it's that simple it's that easy uh,
0: Glenn we've run out the clock on the show once again which means we'll do it all again next week same place same time if people want to have another chat with you GT Auto Center over behind the garden center is where you live uh, well That's during just, the day by all means go and give them a visit and we'll post up the podcast Dubai 1038.com forward slash nightline and you'll be able to get this a uh, re-listen uh, at will we'll do it all again next week uh, same place same time and and if you just want to fire through those questions and get them on the top of the list really simple nightline at dubai 1038ae makes it really easy glenn once again thank you very much thank
1: you